Welcome to the Pop Dust Podcast. I'm Jordan Edwards, producer at Pop Dust. Today's guest is a comedian and actress based in Los Angeles. You may recognize her from brief but memorable appearances on shows like A Little Late with Lily Singh and Trailer Park Boys Out of the Park. She is also the host of her own podcast, Emily Knows Everything, Emily Hagen. Hey, Emily, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I love that you said brief, but memorable, because that's exactly how I would describe those scenes. Yeah, well... I these things was memorable, but I think Trailer Park Boys is more memorable. It, the reason I included it in the intro is that when I was doing some research for this interview, I came across uh, the Trailer Park Boys subreddit, and there's a whole thread about you, actually. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So... You made Wait, are you like a guy that goes on Reddit? I'm not I'm not a Reddit person per se. I just like I I like to do my research. I like to see what people are doing and you know the the corners of the internet that people are talking about them. Are you one of those people who's afraid to Google yourself? No, I wish I wish there was more about me on Google. <laughs> Good answer. I, I wish there was like <laughs> tons of drama about me, but there's not. This, I should Google myself more, though, because I didn't know there was a subreddit about me. That makes me feel, I think that's good. I don't know what it said, though. They were talking about your appearance in the Bubbles video, <laughs> which I guess it's a comedy video, but you're wearing a swimsuit. Yes, this, I was wearing a, a lilac swimsuit from Topshop. <laughs> there was like a big story behind that bathing suit, too. If you, like That's why it ended up being so funny that it got featured, because... When I first moved to LA, I used to go do photo shoots with these like random photographers, you know, like Tumblr photographers. Yeah. And I never wanted to repeat an outfit. So I would go and buy large quantities of clothes in hopes of returning them. So I went to Topshop, which was a rookie move because I didn't know the return policy. And I bought $800 worth of clothes for the shoot. And then I went back to the store to try to return the stuff. And they were like, um, no, like we feel there was like one like makeup stain on something. And so they're like, we're not returning any of this. So I ended up bringing my mom, my mom visited and I had my mom come with me to the store and my mom's stern look was so powerful that they let me return everything but the bathing suit. And my mom was like, whatever, I really like that bathing suit. And we like justified keeping it. It was an expensive suit. And then thankfully I got it. That was the reason I got the part on Trailer Park Boys. They just picked me because they liked my suit. Well, so did the guys on Reddit. They loved the suit too. Here's what it, here's what the thread says. I wish I could find out the name of that girl in the green and purple one piece in the cover, the cover photo from the video. She's absolutely beautiful. When I watched this video for the first time, she struck me hard. I haven't been able to recover from my mind being blown. So you left quite an impression that's crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I feel like that's someone that I, I feel like maybe someone you I think knew wrote plant? that, but that's not plant? how my friends talk. Well, the response was, she looks so fucking familiar. I know I've seen her before. Indeed, she's just about perfect. Wow. Yeah. Um, how come that my Instagram followers don't talk nicely about me like this? When someone objectifies you, what's the percentage of... A flat, a flattery versus being insulted. Like I wish I was objectified more. Honestly, actually, I posted a photo yesterday, and I knew my mom was going to get mad. She's very like particular about my content. She wants me to have a PG thirteen like aesthetic. So there was a photo where like you could kind of see my boobs, and I knew she'd get mad. So I posted on my story and said I wanted to post this one, but I knew my mom wouldn't let me. And like 
so many guys were DMing me being like, wow, I forgot you're like a hot chick. I always think you're just one of the dudes. And that's the reason I think I want to be objectified because guys are always like, oh, they're just like hitting me out to be like one of the boys. My, my mom did not objectify me enough. Somewhere else in this Reddit thread, it says she kind of looks like Katy Perry. And I'm sure you've, you've heard that a bunch of times. Do you, I mean, it's got to be flattering that someone's comparing you to someone who is considered attractive generally. Well, that, this is also filmed like I think three years ago. And now, like lately, when be, I've been getting compared to Ronda Rousey. I don't Things see are it. going downhill for me. Not that she's not a beautiful woman, but I, at the time I used to get annoyed. I was like, I'm so sick of everybody comparing me to Katy Perry. I am Emily Hagen. And now that I'm getting compared to Ronda Rousey, and sometimes Rosie O'Donnell, I'm like missing the days of the Katy Perry comparison. Well, some of it may be that Katy Perry is not as big as she was even three years ago. Well, she's blonde. She's blonde. I think she got work done recently. You know, I really had a problem with her. Like sometimes I villainize people that I don't know. Like I always have like some enemy in mind and I don't know why I do this. It's definitely something I should talk to a therapist about. But like from the period of like 2013 to 2016, I villainized Katy Perry, but like, it's like we were exes, but like I'm over it now. And now I have like no ill words to say about her. There's like other celebrities that bug me now, but Katy Perry, I feel like I can like understand and like empathize with her now. Like I get where she's coming from. I like how you kind of, you kind of glazed over. I'm, I'm gesturing wildly with my I hands. Over something. What happened? Well, I was, I wasn't done with the trailer park boys video yet because besides the, the thread on, on Reddit, it was kind of a, a bizarre video. You're in there with Vern Troyer. Sebastian Bach was in this video. And yeah, like Tom Green. Tom Green. So tell me about that whole experience. Well, being it, was a, it was like honestly one of the funnest days I've ever had on set. We filmed at the Marijuana Mansion and it was the only time I've ever been on set where everybody was smoking weed and drinking alcohol. Like usually that's like taboo. You don't do that until the shoot's over. Sebastian Bach was handing people blunts all day long. Vern Schroeder had a sippy cup full of vodka and orange juice. I don't know if Tom Green was drinking or not. He was having fun, but I don't remember what he, he was just kind of like dancing around having a good time being Tom Green. And um, Sebastian, in the first scene that I don't talk in, it, I was with Sebastian Bach's wife, this like really meek, mild, like beautiful woman. And she was like very nervous to, I don't think she had done a lot of like on-camera appearance appearances so I remember I was like building her up giving her confidence but I had no idea it was Sebastian Bach's wife so I thought she was just like a background actor which was funny but then she ended up having lines in the scene so the whole thing was improvised like they had a loose outline and that's how I got into the scene is because Vern Troyer was hitting on me so he wanted me to be his love interest so they threw me in a tree with Vern and they were like, all right guys, just bullshit some lines. So we all just started talking and none of that was even scripted. I guess this was Vern Troyer's last music video or one of his last appearances. So it's kind of strange. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of, it must be kind of strange to be part of that, to be hit on by. Yeah, and like I, I, did, I did like talk about him on stage a lot. Like I did this one joke where I talked about how Vern asked me for my number and he was like, give me your phone. But he called it an iPad because he's a little guy. 
and he actually like said that to me like he had like an arsenal of jokes that I think that he used like in the scene itself he kept referring to himself as a tripod like he definitely had a good sense of humor he also had like a little bit of a darkness to him I would say which was intriguing he was definitely a smart guy though you've done comedy in New York and LA how do you find the difference between LA comedians and New York comedians in terms of how seriously they take themselves LA comedians take themselves seriously in a delusional way and New York comedians are actually good at what they're doing. So it's like you respect that they're taking it seriously. I, I get way more laughs in New York. It's almost like everyone in the audience in LA is like brain dead or high. It's like they're like three seconds behind. If you move, but then if I go like two hours out of the city and do like Bakersfield, I, I do really well with like redneck crowds. I mean, I think most, I think they are probably the easiest people to make laugh. But you know what though? I will say LA women like me, like, because in LA, I know Amy Schumer has this joke. Every woman has this joke. This is not a joke, but the truth of the matter is going back to the trailer park boys thing. Like I was saying earlier, like I am the reason those guys thought I was hot is because I'm trailer park boys hot. Like I'm not a Victoria's secret level beauty, but I can definitely like pass for like an eight to 10 in a trailer park boys audience. So in LA, I feel like the standard is Victoria's secret. So the women in the audience are typically really beautiful. So they laugh at me because they don't see me as a threat, which I appreciate. How, how often do you see celebrities walking around? Are you in a celebrity heavy neighborhood or? No, I'm not. I'm in downtown LA. So there's like no celebrities down here. Yeah, I like downtown LA. I was there for a wedding a couple of years ago. It's really been growing on me. I didn't like it at first, but it's been growing on me. What's the vibe there right now? Are, are people moving around? Are people still terrified? Or what's the atmosphere like in LA right now? Well, I live on I live on Broadway and Fifth, so I'm like on the busiest road in downtown, and there's not there's nobody on the streets. It's literally empty. There's like maybe three to four people on the sidewalk in my sight day. Regardless, I mean, this has been a horrible experience, obviously, but I do I I, I guess I'm impressed with humanity for showing that we're we care about each other. I know that sounds really. I think kumbaya. everyone's coming together right now. I think that's what the, I think in a weird way the world needed this because I feel like we were like in a roast culture that was getting a little bit out of hand. Like there was way too much negativity. I feel like people were like hating on each other at any moment they could. And now I feel like people are being a little bit more empathetic and nice to each other. It's a perspective builder. It builds, you know, it, it's, it's shown what's important. Totally. We're also moving into the age of Aquarius. So, we, you know, maybe things are just shifting. Oh, you're one of those astrology people, aren't you? Yeah. I just started doing readings this quarantine to make some money. How's that going? You, it's great. I've made more money as an astrologer than I've ever made in comedy. Is Are you genuinely good at it? Do you feel like you're a skilled astrologer? I genuinely feel like it's something that I could be really good at and that I'm like looking into possibly taking some type of course. A course? Because right now I'm doing, I'm doing all my own research. Yeah, you can actually go to college for astrology. Wow. I feel like I'm... I'm a skeptic, I guess. It's not so much that I'm a skeptic, it's that I just don't know. Like, I, I'm a Leo. I don't know what that means. There's like 12 planets, and then you have 12 houses. So wherever the planets fall into, you have a different planet in each house. So 
your sun sign doesn't really t- tell like the totality about you. So you'd mm-hmm. have to like, what I'm doing is I'm just dissecting people's charts by looking at where their planets fall in each house and then telling them what planet, what sign is in each planet because each house represents something like money, love, sex, your drive, your ambition. So depending on what planet and sign you have there, it's supposed to emphasize like who you are as a person. So you're not just a Leo. You'll have like multiple planets in your chart. No, I'm I'm not just a Leo. I'm I'm much more than that. You're not just a Leo. You're more than that. So what else are you doing on the internet, on Instagram to occupy your time right now? So I've been hosting Instagram roast battles, which have been really fun. Um, last night we had a roast and it was so lit. I don't know. I think I drank too much Pellegrino, but for the last like six minutes, I've been feeling like I was going to throw up. It, it, you, it, like, since throw you were- up or and, like come back or should like, we just, like, I think I'm going to throw up like right now. Are you serious? It's not that I have, no, I'm like, I really don't feel good. Like, if you can see, no, this isn't a lie, but like, I drank two of these today and I think that maybe this wasn't the right move. Should I like, should you just like stop the recording? I can like go throw up and then just finish it. No, no, no. Yeah, go. Why don't you go throw up? And because I want to talk to you. I think this will be actually kind of Go throw up. And then I want to talk to you about your experience as a Buffalo Bills cheerleader. Okay, because I'm really like, yeah, I'm not bulimic. I just think I'm drinking too much San Pellegrino Limonada. Okay. Uh, are you staying on the live? Um, well, I'm, I'm record. I'll stop the recording. So be, be right back. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> So while Emily is recovering from her Pellegrino overdose, we have... Yeah, I, I came to say she'll she'll be back. She wanted me to let you know. This isn't the first time that she's gotten nauseous over an overload of San Pellegrino. I'm frustrated. Literally like one, one week ago, dude, this exact same thing happened. And she couldn't figure out why she was sick. I was like, maybe it's because of those two San Pellegrino cans right there in the trash. And she's like, oh, yeah, maybe. I am, a, I am an alkaline water shill. I will fill everybody alkaline water at all chances possible. Please drink alkaline water. I have all the best water in Los Angeles right now, and Emily won't drink it. So. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I, I might throw up again. I don't know what's going on. Please <sighs> That was the first time I've ever thrown up in the middle of a podcast. How do you feel? Are you okay? I don't know. My backs have cramps in them now. Like it's like I threw up so much. Wash my hands. I like to mix it with Diet Coke, but I haven't had any Diet Coke in the house, so I've just been drinking it straight. There was like six minutes where I was like struggling to like make eye contact, and I was like, "Did you feel that my vibe was like getting kind of off?" I couldn't. I feel now. I feel like I should be more observant. I maybe, maybe nausea doesn't translate over Skype that well. Well, I was like trying hard to like not throw up while telling you the answers, but I was like feeling sick. So I like was trying to get through the answers quickly. Well, you, you did a good job of making it feel natural. So way to go. 
but I, I was kind of like becoming expressionless. So I felt like maybe you thought I was like really over it, but I was just trying not to throw up. Well, I appreciate you hanging in there. That's probably the funniest thing I've ever done. I think the, um, I think you should keep it in there. Yeah. You feeling okay? Right now? Yeah, I'm okay. I, yeah. I might throw up again. I don't know. Well, before you throw up again, <laughs> I want to I talk about one thing that was on my little bullet points of stuff to talk about with you was your time as a Buffalo Bills cheerleader. Can you tell me about how that came to you? Saw, you must have seen my video on my Instagram from like a year ago. Yeah. I was in. T I was home for a preseason game. My parents got tickets because, like, that's all we can afford are the preseason tickets. And you're from. And you're from the Buffalo area. I'm from Attica, New York. Um, so we're big Bills fans. I was telling you earlier, my uncle or my cousin married Jim Kelly, so he used to always be at our family parties signing footballs. Like he'd come to Christmas and then just autograph the football, and that would like count as like a Christmas gift. That's strange to me that he would do that. I mean, it's great. He's a great guy, but it... And the, I think the family was like starstruck by him because that was like during the time when the Bills were winning. Well, they weren't winning. They were winning everything but the Super Bowl. The great, great regular season team. Right now that I forgot the Bills haven't won. I'm like, yeah, the Bills, that's when the Bills are winning Super Bowls. Yeah. Back when Thurman Thomas was Super Bowl MVP. Yes, Thurman Thomas hit on my mom at Jim Kelly's wedding. My dad talks about it at like every family party. Anytime there's a new person listening, he tells that story. Is he is he proud that Thurman Thomas hit on his wife? He was mad at the time. Yeah. But then he saw Thurman at it was some like ball that they threw and he was like, Oh, he was like all about Thurman again. Like yeah. he like changed his tune so quickly. But yeah, Jim Kelly had like a really good autograph. Like, he, I remember it was, like, so perfected, and it was the same every time. And, like, recently, some guy that just wanted my autograph, I have no idea why, and he sent me, like, a huge poster of me in the mail. It took me six months to send it back because I'm such a procrastinator. And I signed it, and it was, like, the worst signature. I sent a photo of my mom. She's like, you really need to work on your autograph. Like, she was so disappointed at me. I'm like, well, I don't think anyone's going to be wanting it anytime soon. She's like, but still, you need to get better at your handwriting. I, I, I feel like people of our parents' age really care about penmanship. They really value good handwriting. I think it's because they send so many thank you notes. They also value thank you notes, which I also send six months late. Did you even, like after your college or high school graduation, did you ever actually send them? I don't think I ever sent mine. Like my mom made me send the thank you notes. Like, cause she was like, I was still living. Oh, there's a siren. Hold for the siren. Hold for the siren. I'm so sick. The sirens sound louder. Yeah. That's, that is super loud. Hold for siren. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, so tell was, me, tell me how did you. I went, so went to the Bills game and. I don't know why I just like, I never can stop creating videos. Like I don't think a day needs to go by where I'm not creating content. I don't know why. So I was like, what could I do with the Bills game? And then me and my brother were like, well, since the Buffalo Bills fired their cheerleading squad, it'd be funny if you went dressed as a Jill and said you were volunteering because the Buffalo Jills were the one squad that they weren't getting paid. Like they were getting paid in tanning packages at Total Tan and then a gym membership. Hold for another siren. Okay, we might be good now. Now my nose is itching. I'm just a mess. There's people beeping the horn. My dog's looking at me funny. 
Anyways, yeah, so I decided to go be a volunteer Jill as a joke. So I went to the Goodwill, bought myself this like red shiny crop top, like long sleeve crop top and this navy blue mini skirt and white boots. And I went to the game and I like pranced around as if I was a real cheerleader. And like all the guys like loved it. They were like, oh my God, the Buffalo Chills are back. Fuck yeah, cheers. But then the women had a much different like they were like one lady at one point I heard her say sit down wannabe Katy Perry like the women were like who does this girl think she is sit down bitch but the men were like loving it these old men were trying to like grab my ass and I was thinking geez I wonder if this is what the actual cheerleaders have to deal with on a daily basis I felt objectified which I guess we talked about earlier I, I like to feel but, but that was like too far. Internet objectification it's is different, different than in person. In life. Yeah. In real life, you're like, really, dude? But I, I can't remember if I care. I, I think I didn't like, I don't think I loved it. I don't think I hated it. I think I was neutral about the objectification. It was an experience, if, if nothing else. It was, it was a fun video. So many people were coming up to me asking me, like, are the Jills really back? Like, and then people were like, I can't believe what you did. And I was like, whoa, like, I'm not a real Jill. Because apparently there's all this, like, internal drama because the Jills started a lot of rumors about, like, the players and, like, the organization. So, like, the organization hates the cheerleaders. So, the, like, a lot of the fans were, like, anti-cheerleaders. I guess I didn't know it was that much of a... Of, of an institution that people would care that much. Well, Buffalo is such a small community. They live for the Bills, and the Jills have been part of it since the early days. So yeah. they, that's all they have to care about. What yeah. else, besides wings, what are they going to care about? The Sabres, I guess. Yeah, the Sabres, sure. Uh, Niagara Falls is cool, I guess. Yeah, but you've seen it once. You've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. Like, I went to the Grand Canyon, and I was like, all right, now what? I don't know. I, I'm never impressed by nature I'm supposed to be impressed by. Like, I'm more impressed by some, like, weird, windy road that I, like, didn't. Maybe that's just, like, me always needing to be, like, different and interesting. But I never get impressed by, like, things. I'm Like, even Mount Rushmore, I'm like, why are the faces so small? Very underwhelmed by national parks and, like, national treasures, I guess. If space tourism was possible right now, would you be into space tourism? Like if I could go to space. Yeah, like like in a space hotel. I feel like I'd throw up. I, th I feel like you would too. I think because of health problems, I wouldn't do well in space. I get vertigo. I get dizzy easily. And I think I'd be throwing up a lot. Well, they make you do that test where they spin you around really quick to see how strong your stomach is. Yeah, dude, I can't even handle a San Pellegrino. I'm not going to handle space. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Emily, I will let you go and let you recover. Um, thank you for joining me on this podcast yeah. and I I will share it with all of my group chats as well as my I'll share it on my story when it comes out thanks for podcasting with me yeah. you guys can find me at Emily knows everything Emily with an IE on all platforms Twitch TikTok Instagram and my podcast is also Emily knows everything it's good branding that you got it across the board yeah, I can't get it on um, this new streaming app, though. It's one character too long. Oh. So I'm Emily Fox back on Livid if anyone is into Chinese streaming apps. Okay, Emily, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for doing this podcast, and I hope you feel better. Yeah, thank you. I feel better already. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Pop Dust Podcast. I'm Jordan Edwards. You can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com and at jordanedwardsstudio on Instagram. And be sure to check out the latest in pop culture and entertainment at popdust.com.